Hi folks, welcome to Competitive Me and this is Arvind and our topic is International Criminal Court. International Criminal Court was established in the year 1998 but the Rome Statute which is the governing treaty which is an international treaty um, was ratified by 60 state party only in 2002 so it came into force in the year 2002 right it is a world's first permanent international court so why we are saying first permanent so that were many courts many you know courts which conducted trials of uh, war crimes like nuremberg trials which dealt with the second world war war crimes or red fort trials which is related to the indian uh, um, colonial war crimes so there are certain courts which dealt with war crimes but they are not so permanent they are for a particular specific purpose they are ad hoc but this is kind of court which is permanent in nature and it will stay forever it investigates and where warranted it tries individual charged with the gravest crime of the concern to the international community so what are all the gravest crimes so that includes genocide war crimes crimes against humanity and the crime of aggression and the last one is you know becoming more important nowadays since even it applies to the non party states so even if icc doesn't have jurisdiction over a particular state like india for example india us china have not signed it so but un security council can refer to icc stating that the crime of aggression has happened in the particular country which is not state party but you can have jurisdiction over the particular individual who committed the crime or a particular group of people who committed the crime in the particular nation so that becomes more important and that is crime of aggression so what are all the other crimes i will repeat that is genocide war crimes crimes against humanity and lost the crime of aggression right through international criminal justice icc aims to hold those responsible for the crimes and more importantly to help prevent these crimes from happening again as i said earlier india is not a party to rome statute along with our big brother us and china so what is the country which is you know recently ratified which has ratified the rome statute recently and that is malaysia which has become the 124th state party to the icc right further icc does not have any retrospective jurisdiction or retroactive jurisdiction so icc deals with crimes committed on or after july 1 2002 when it came to force so it is considered to be a negative point since it doesn't have any retrospective jurisdiction and um, before that many war crimes have been happened so it is considered to be a negative part after 2010 amendments the rome statute also sets new standards for victim representation in the courtroom and ensures fair trials and right to defense more importantly right to defense is for the accused who will be considered as a suspect until the pre trial when the trial is going on he will be considered as a accused and he will be considered as you know guilt free until his guilt is proven today rome statute serves as the icc's 
guiding legal instrument which is elaborated in such other legal texts as the elements of crimes rules and procedures and evidence and more what not now let's go on to check the facts and figures of icc today icc has over 900 staff members from approximately 100 states it has six official language you all know the first one right yeah right that is english french arabic chinese russian spanish i will repeat it english french arabic chinese russian spanish it has six field officers uh, mostly in uh, africa it has two working languages which is english and french its headquarters is at the hague netherlands and there are you know eight convictions and three acquittals as of now there are four organs of icc presidency judicial divisions office of the prosecutor and registry presidency generally deals with you know uh, it coordinates the judicial matters such as assigning judges and cases to the divisions oc's work of other you know organs of the icc it conducts external relations with other states so that there won't be any problem if it takes its jurisdiction to you know punish someone the second one is judicial divisions that is 18 judges in three divisions they conduct pre trial trial appeals etc judicial proceeding all those things office of prosecutor which is you know more important uh, during the pre trial and trials office of prosecutor usually conducts preliminary examination regarding a complaint and investigation next step if the if there is some proof and prosecution at last and registry which is the non judicial activities such as security interpretation support to defense victims lawyers etc now there is a trust fund for victims that provides assistance support reparation to the victims icc has field officers in several countries as i said earlier in which investigation are being conducted icc detention center is used to hold in safe secure humane custody those detained by icc there are only few people who have been who have been um, detained by icc and they would be placed in a safe secure and humane custody i mean i don't know if it is worth or not the international committee of red cross icrc you know is the detention centers inspecting authority it has all the power and unrestricted access to examine and to have any unannounced visit as to check whether the um the accused are being you know in a safe secure place and the jurisdiction as i said earlier there are four main crimes crime of genocide crimes against humanity war crimes crimes of aggression so the crimes were committed by a state party national or in the state of no i mean in the state which is a party or in a state that has accepted the jurisdiction of the court it has jurisdiction to you know try all those cases or the crimes are referred to icc prosecutor by united nations security council 
pursuant to a resolution adopted on the chapter 7 of un charter which is said um, that the crimes of aggression right the crime of aggression can be referred by un security council pursuant to the resolution adopted on the chapter 7 of the un charter icc is intended to complement but not to replace any national criminal systems it prosecutes cases only when states do not are unwilling or unable to do so genuinely right it doesn't replace any national criminal system it will not be a justice system which just punish someone without you know letting the national courts to do the justice if the national courts are unwilling to do the justice it will take it i mean it it will take the issue in its hand icc is not a un organization but it has a long term relationship with un since un and un security council refer cases to icc the example i said right un security council can refer the situation to icc granting it the jurisdiction which it doesn't have earlier and that is in sudan and libya situations so it gave them the jurisdiction which they failed to have earlier so there are some limitations which icc have and it 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 must be clarified it must be you know made right earlier but we can see the limitations as a judicial institution icc does not have its own police or enforcement body and that's more important you need some enforcement body uh, without an enforcement body or you know enforcement force you cannot even do anything you can deliver the verdict but it will not be any it will not be of any use right so thus it relies on cooperation with countries worldwide for support particularly for making arrest transferring arrested person to the icc detention center in hague freezing suspects assets enforcing sentences etc it doesn't have its own force and that's what the most important limitation is then the state cooperation is problematic obviously if you are into war crimes and if you are killing so many people and you are becoming the leader of a country and you won't allow such investigations right against you itself you are the president of a country and will you allow any investigation against you obviously not and this is a problematic thing which comes into play it also gives icc less deterrent value as potential perpetrators of war crimes know that they can avoid icc judgment right since um, they are the leader of the country now they can you know simply come out of the agreement international convention so that they could not be prosecuted in the future there is insufficient checks and balances in the authority of icc prosecutor and judges this is more importantly a different scenario right insufficient checks and balances is also a problem they can have you know problems they can be bribed right the icc prosecutor and judges to initiate cases against someone who is who may be innocent right icc has been accused of being a tool of western imperialism and biased in favor of powerful countries against weak countries if you take up the cases to see whether icc has really worked i think you will be in a dilemma right 
the countries and the leaders who have been under the jurisdiction of ICC are African countries and their leaders. Who, who have, you know, mean, who has been named as totalitarians. So we are not sure that whether it is out of bias and whether it is a tool of Western imperialism or not. We don't know that. So some are thinking that it is a tool in the hands of powerful countries against the weak states. The most important thing is ICC cannot impose a death sentence. It can impose lengthy terms of imprisonment up to even 30 years of life um, justified by the gravity of the cases and the deaths occurred. But it cannot impose a death sentence which is obviously a negative point, right? If someone is killing 1 lakh and 2 lakh people and you still cannot impose a death sentence is just a shame on what ICC is doing. ICC has no retrospective jurisdiction. It can only deal with the cases committed after July 2002. So, it has no use regarding the retrospective actions. ICC has automatic jurisdiction only for crimes committed on a territory of a state which has ratified a treaty or by a citizen of such state or when United Nations Security Council refers to a case. Otherwise, it will not have jurisdiction over here country which has not signed it. Procedural and substantive deficiencies leading to delays and frustration have questioned the efficacy of the court. There are delays, obviously. So, it definitely questions the efficacy of the court, right? It also faces scarcity of human resources and funds. So, this is, these are all the negative aspects and limitations of ICC, which I think ICC would definitely try to overcome. India and ICC, we can compare it. India did not sign the Rome Statute and thus is not a member of ICC. India states few reasons. Let's see what are those. State sovereignty, national interest, difficulty in collection of evidences, problem to find impartial prosecutors and the crime definitions. So these are all the reasons which India states. That is. State sovereignty, national interest, difficulty in collection of evidences, problem to find impartial prosecutors, crime definitions. So, India is thinking in a different perspective. If we sign the treaty and we ratify the treaty, we would be under their jurisdiction. They can, you know, uh, try the individuals. That may be a problem to us in some point. So, we don't want that problem to, you know, just creatures so we are not a member yet and we will not a member i guess let's see but we need icc for so many reasons it 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 would be an active check against those who are trying to exploit their authority right the world leaders and more importantly we'll see i mean we would share something that is regarding persecution in our next audio which would tell you how violent is those i mean violent are those crimes persecution is just a fear of death just because of any race ethnicity gender or something so it is cruel right we need an organization right icc 
just to monitor and keep an active check on all those exploitation of powers so that there will be peace in the world to enhance its credibility the court needs to broaden its ambit by including more permanent members of un and by strengthening of investigation and prosecutions when the permanent member countries come in they can fund them more so that the court's efficacy would develop icc role is very important as international justice can contribute to long term peace stability and equitable development in post conflict societies it can even useful for the reparation of the victims right we have to rehabilitate the victims more importantly we have to you know take care of them so that they would not be an anti social tool in future so i think this is it we can see the other things regarding the war crimes in our upcoming series of videos which is related to international criminal law international law stay tuned